0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a whole new episode of Full Steam Ahead. I'm your host, Zoe, with my co-host here, Angel.
1: Yes, the WBC is here, and it brings out the uh, the best out of all of us, makes friends into foes as Lorenzo and I are watching Mexico USA wearing different
0: hats. I got my Mexico hat on. Oh, and yeah, I already have my U.S. hat on as well. But, I mean, I have some Mexican blood in me, so don't think I hate Mexico. But as soon as I see... As soon as I saw you pull in with that Mexico hat to my house, I was like, you know what? Let me go get this U.S. hat real quick and make this a little friendly competition. But yeah, like you said, WBC is here right now. Venezuela just defeated Puerto Rico 9-6. They are 2-0 and for the first time. We'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to around the league. Got some Astros roundup, injury updates. You know, even some prospects coming in, minor leagues, things like that. So, real quick, let's start it off with Astros Roundup. And the first topic we're going to talk about is Ronel Blanco. Yes, you wouldn't think we'd be talking about Ronel Blanco as our first topic of the day. But it's very... And speaking of starring pitchers, we're talking about the Justin Verlander clone in Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown has had two, you know, bouncy games. But this last outing that he did was really great for the Astros. He looked very well. He looked like an actual starting pitcher, an ace, and he only pitched three innings, striking out three batters, no hits, and no walks allowed. So, I mean, what are you thinking about Hunter Brown, kid? This guy, you know, after two shaky starts, it wasn't the best for him. He only pitched one inning from both starts, giving up one run in his first outing and three runs in the second outing. And then this last outing that he had, I mean, he looked really great on the mound, calm and poised. And then, you know, another factor to come into play for this was, Corey Lee being the starting catcher and Hunter Brown's had back-to-back outings with on Spring Training obviously Maldi is in the WBC right now with Puerto Rico Dusty Baker wanted to give Corey Lee a try hey well because they both worked out together in Sugar Land in, his, in the beginning gear of last season do you think this could be a start for Hunter Brown and then possibly too Corey Lee coming into the majors if the next couple outings for these guys go well
1: Oh, for sure. I think it was a good move by Dusty by bringing in uh, Corey Lee and starting him. In, you know, like they work each other in, in Corpus and in Sugarland. So I feel like they have that great connection, and it's a good confidence boost as well for Hunter Brown. Like you said, he's been kind of shaky, but comes to this start, three strikeouts, no hits allowed, and something I want to pan out is no walks. Yeah, like so that means that command is there. It's just you know spring training getting all the like your mechanics and your tools together. The rust. Getting yeah, all the for rust sure. yeah. the rust. I feel good. I mean, I feel like he'll be pan out again as I said last week. I feel like it might be a little slow in the beginning. You know, that uh it's always like that sophomore slump, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, where like as a rookie that they come in firing and then The next year, they they tend to struggle because people have more of a game plan on them, but I feel like he'll adjust and get it together.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It's a game of adjustments as a pitcher, too. You know, coming into spring training after winning a World Series as a rookie, I mean, everything went well.
1: We also got some injuries coming in from Florida, from Astros camp. Jordan Alvarez has been seen hitting uh, soft toss in the cage again. I think this is back-to-back days where he's been um, hitting soft toss. Lance McCullers also... Finally paid cash today, so we see him throwing a little bit more. He threw 30 pitches today. I mean, again, trying to get that arm back, how we said, like, for, like for pitchers. You know, like, like, it takes a while for him to yeah, get. Yeah,
0: especially with an injury, too. It's going to take him a good while. I'm pretty sure he'll be out for opening day and then maybe the first two weeks of the season. But as long as he's rehabbing correctly, I think that's all that matters.
1: What do you think about those updates? Like, you think it's, like, like good news, like, bad news? Like, are they starting off too slow?
0: No. Yeah, I think it's good news. I think the biggest one, though, was Alvarez because, I mean, this guy is the one that is the heart of that lineup, like I said before. He is the one that gets the guys going. He's that big bat in that order that, I mean, he was an MVP finalist for a reason. All the RBIs, the home runs he has done too. It's a big, good sign for the Astros seeing him doing some soft toss again because I believe he'll be ready before opening day. He even told the media that that he's going to be ready for opening day. Uh, Lance McCullers, on the other hand, like we were saying, as long as you're rehabbing the right way and not rushing, that's all that matters. We have 162 games of baseball and then the postseason. We're a great team. We eventually, as Astro fans, already know that they're going to make the postseason. So I think it's more important for McCullers to get ready for really the midpoint to the second half of the season. If he's not ready where he wants to be right now, not 100%, why try to force it? I know you want to get out there with the guys. I know you want to get on that mound and pitch in front of the home crowd and things like that. But at the same time, too, your health is way important than trying to get on and rushing out there.
1: For sure. Again, I hear you saying it's a long taxing season. So as long as he's ready to go, feels 100%, that's when we want to bag. It can be, you know, hopefully not like mid-June or something, right? Yeah, that's
0: like basically how last year was. But that was a big injury for him because of the MLB lockout and how, you know, MLB players couldn't contact their coaches or the training staff at all. So that, that really hurt him last year, but now everybody's back in camp. Astro saw something wrong with him. Even McCullers had told him that he wasn't feeling right. I think everything goes well. He should be in the rotation soon, then later.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then what well, I hear like you saying that Jordan's going to be the heart of that order, especially playing some left field, so let's talk about another left fielder, Michael Brantley, mm-hmm. um, still away from camp due to a family matter. This is, I believe this is his second stint because of that same family yeah. matter.
0: And then speaking of AAA players, Astros started to option some players to the minor league camp now. Um, the biggest move so far has been Forrest Willie, a starting pitcher of the Astros, of the future of Luna from them times. He has been optioned. And it's very difficult to see if he's going to stay there that long, depending on the way he pitches. He didn't really have the best spring training that he wanted to, but at the same time, too, we understand there's probably some mechanical issues in the arm slot where he's throwing from or velocity not there where he wants to be. You understand them parts. Another pitcher was J.P. France, who was, uh, I believe, the Space Cowboys minor league pitcher of the year for them last year. Will Wagner, Scott Schreiber, Joe Perez and Sean Dubin. So far, J.J. Marievich is still here. And then another name that Astro fans really like in spring training so far is Justin Dearden. Do you see Justin Dearden be an option next? Or do you still see him possibly could be on the roster come opening day?
1: I just feel it depends on how Jordan is, how we were just talking about. Like, mm-hmm. like if he's ready, then Dearden I don't think has a spot. Again, because we do have them outfield there. But if he's not, I mean, I can possibly see him maybe not starting because, again, you still have Jake Myers, Myers DuBan, mm-hmm. but you know, like, being that backup, bro, and maybe get a few bats here and there. The one that surprises me is Forge Whiteley, just because how Daniel Brown was making comments, comments, like, hey, we, like, like we need you this season, you know, like, we need you to produce, you know, you, you've been a high-level prospect, and and in hasn't been...
0: And haven't been promising. Yeah, so, mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, just by, basically, Daniel Brown was trying to say is that this is his year to show something, and, like, in the first round of minor league camp call-ups he's one of them so that's like that's not a good sign i believe
0: yeah i think it's going to be motivation though for him i believe he'll take that to the minor league camp get better try to figure out some things that needs to be worked a little bit more what he saw in spring training too from his maybe the pit and the coaching staff had told him hey you need a little bit of work on this part of your game maybe add more velocity into this, try to develop some more velocity some way, somehow, accuracy, command, things like that. I mean, them come into effect when it comes to sending these guys down to minor league camp. Minor league camp is for players to still get ready and prepare for the next, you know, either they're playing triple A, double A, single A, any of the minor league systems, but at the same time too, it's for them to get better, to figure out, hey, you know, this was my first stint spring training. What did I do right? What did I do wrong? Look at your strengths and weaknesses. Start looking at the weaknesses and try to get better at those and continue just working on your strengths throughout the whole season.
1: Yeah, and I feel like Sean Dubin will be able to work with that because he he has he not had a good spring. Mm-hmm. I think he got lit up by the Cardinals or met one of those recently. So he hasn't been having a good outing. Hopefully he can get better over there in my
0: Yeah. And then I mean two, and on a positive note with these guys though, too. I mean, for instance, Will Wagner had a great, yeah, to me at least a good spring training. He wasn't bad. He made some great defensive plays at third when he had played. Um, even hitting as well in the in the batter's box. I mean, he was handing the ball pretty well from gap to gap and things like that. So I mean, these guys are gonna take positives out of it, being able to be a non-roster invitee or just coming out to spring training to get better. I think that's you're gonna have to take that as a player, the positive out of it. Yeah, for sure. And that is all for Astros Roundup, but let's keep it up with Astros, you know, going into around the league. WBC is here. So many exciting games from the first start of what well, last Tuesday to what it is now on this Monday. A lot of good games. I mean, over the weekend we got to see pool C and D come into play and Let's. I mean, let's just start talking about the Astros. Astros have been dominating this WBC. we see some that have struggled a little in their first game, but the next game they're playing today, uh, Dominican Republic will be playing today at 11 a.m., and that, that should be a good game for them to try to bounce back and get back into this competition. But let's start off with Altuve. Solid leadoff guy that you want in your lineup. I mean, Astros fans seen it throughout the years of him being here. Now he's doing it for his own country and Team Venezuela, and right now, he's batting 400 and has three walks. He does have a little bit of strikeouts, but a 400 batting average, I mean, you're still seeing the ball pretty well. I mean, what's what's your take on him?
1: No, yeah, he's been the table setter for that team. I feel like every time he gets on base, they score or something good happens, and that's just doing the job as, off the leader spot, which is good news for us Astros fans, because that's just a representation of what he'll be doing this year for, for us this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, even in the exhibition game, we saw him hit that leadoff single in the f- typical Altuve fashion, hit swinging at that first pitch. Then the next two games of their uh, exhibition, he had two home runs, or he had two home runs in one game against the Mets. So it carried on to the pool play against the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. He's helped them, and look where they're at right now. They're 2-1-0 in Pool D against two powerhouses in Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico, which those guys, not those guys, but those teams are usually the favorites to come out of that pool. So, I mean, that's a great stop, great sign for Team Venezuela. And then let's continue it on with Luis Garcia. Phenomenal job at the mound. I mean, he came into relief. This man wasn't even supposed to start or relieve that game. He was supposed to start for Puerto Rico. It wasn't planned for him to be used as a reliever, but the Astros and Omar Lopez and Team Venezuela Pigeon staff got into a huddle and the Astros told Omar, hey, this guy's a good guy to use as a reliever for the Dominican Republic. His stats, his analytics, things like that worked out well in Garcia's favor. I I mean, he shut down a big lineup in the DR, pitched three innings with seven strikeouts, Overpowered, just Rafael Devers, Manny Machado, Julio Rodriguez. I Speaking of Julio Rodriguez, did you did you see it? And then the pitching staff, Luis Garcia, Martin Perez. We saw Martin Perez oh, yeah. with his days in Texas, and he was being that ace for them. Surviving advance, right? So they'll be trying to do
1: everything they can to move
0: on. And then, you know, speaking of Puerto Rico, the first game, Maldonado was the starting catcher. second game, starting catcher was 2022 World Series champion. Christian Vasquez, but game one, Maldi did pretty well. I mean, he wasn't a bad hitter, wasn't a bad player for them guys. Uh, he got two hits, scored a run, threw out Juan Montes from Nicaragua trying to steal second base. So, I mean the machete brought his machete to Miami and I mean the catcher's gear too. I mean, that does nice. looked really nice between him and Salvador Perez. Oh, yeah, oh, and then also uh Will Smith's catching gear as well, the stars and stripes. I mean, those three right now look really Really great. I mean, which if you had to list of, you know, number one being the best, which one you're gonna go with? I'll say Salvador Perez is Salvador Perez is clean because it has like
1: that Venezuela flag colors and it's kind of like in an angle. It looks pretty mm-hmm. like it kind of like a like a almost like an Aztec warrior type of thing. It looks pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I'll go with Maldi. I like the catching style helmet. How it has that big star mm-hmm. on top of it because of the Puerto Rican flag has the the colors and you know bordered on it. So I uh, I mean it, Maldi's been doing well. Nerys, on the other hand, that man almost put Altuve to sleep with them two rising fastballs up to his face and friendly fire almost ex- exactly. And Astros fans, I know us guys over here were nervous when we saw that. We're like, oh hell no! Come on, Hector, Let- let's not do the first pitch. I was like, okay, that wasn't good. And then the second pitch it was again to his face. I'm like, okay, Hector, you know, hey, you want to be able you want to be able to get your World Series ring. Let's not pitch it to the franchise player into you know beaming him, but. I mean, it's just a friendly fire, like you were saying. Brian DeBrue came in, too, as well. He, uh, There's some other guys, too, we haven't seen. We'll probably see Christian Javier pitching for Dominican Republic in Game 2 against Nicaragua today. We haven't seen Rafael Montero. Rafael Montero hasn't been used out of that DR bullpen. I'm pretty sure we'll see him sometime, either today or the next game they play. but. Astro showing out Team Israel as well. Former Astro Garrett Stubbs
1: and Hazel was saying a lot of great games so far in the WBC.
0: Did you see that colombia mexico game? Colombia-Mexico game was probably one of the best games before Dominican Republic and obviously Venezuela had happened. But I mean that game was going, you know, jab after jab. It was like a boxing match. Every every hit scored into a run and the same vice versa for each team.
1: Yeah, it went into extras in the ten- in the tenth inning. Canembe was able to score one on a. It was rooted in error as a shortstop, but it was a it was a hard play. A tried had a tri- had a short hop with a lot of backspin and mm-hmm. moved on him and couldn't make that play. Again, I don't like the ghost runner rule just because it, like it allows yeah. a run like that to score. But mm-hmm. I mean, Mexico had their chance as well. Couldn't do anything. ended up losing five four, which is you consider an upset because I feel Mexico was the favorite in that in that pool.
0: In that Man, game, I wouldn't I wouldn't say an upset because I feel like an upset could have been like the DR in Venezuela game. That was okay. a little bit more run cushion. This one was back and forth, back and forth. It was just a good game overall. Yeah. But I mean, the only players that you really known very well known in Team Colombia would be Jorge Alfaro and Giovanni Urshela. And the also, only two guys uh, I really Ramirez Harold Ramirez. Oh okay, well I didn't know who he was, but I knew you know Urshela and. How far,
1: no, yeah, but great game. I mean, great players, great major league talent from both teams. Julio Rice couldn't, uh, a lot of three run home run in that game, he was cruising. And then he let that home run. I feel like Yeah, he had a moment. no hitter
0: to the fifth, I believe, too.
1: Yeah, I think mean, that was a momentum changer. Give Columbia a chance, and I mean, they won it. Dominican Republic, how we were saying, fought to Venezuela five to one. I'm not gonna talk too much deep into that because I feel we did that already. Because that, I feel that like pitching staff for Venezuela was carried them the entire way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we could say Anthony Santander. Oh yeah, I David them. Peralta. Them guys kind of stepped up. It was basically the last part of the lineup for Venezuela to score their run. Santander, Santander had two RBIs, and Peralta had three. Yeah. Seven and nine hole in that lineup.
1: And then Venezuela stays hot, beating Puerto Rico, how we just talked about, 9-6, Santander again, hits a home run. And I feel like that was an all-around performance. And then I feel like everybody, everybody pitched in. E- in yeah, one.
0: everybody contributed. I mean, you even had Salvador Perez. Uh, he had a huge game. He he scored, I believe, about four or five RBIs. And he had a clutch home run as well. So, yeah, Venezuela's just at a hot start right now. They're looking to go 3-0, like we were just mentioning earlier, in the pool.
1: Yeah, United States beat Great Britain, so they can't beat us in soccer. They can't beat us in baseball. <laughs> you know, they won them six two right now. USA is trailing three one in Mexico. Nick Martinez was kind of shaky, but we'll see how that game turns out. Canada demolished Great Britain eighteen to
0: eight. That that game was just oh my god, dude! <laughs> like that that literally okay. That's where the pitch clock comes into effect in that game because that game was over four hours, I believe. Oh wow. It was, I, I, mean, I mean 18-8. That's been the it's the most runs in WBC history. Isn't for there sure. a mercy rule? I believe there's no mercy rule for WBC. Okay. But I mean it was like a football kind of score. I mean 18-8. You get the the touchdown and you get the two-point conversion and then you get three touchdowns with no two-point conversions. Yeah. So I mean uh, yeah, that was a that was a crazy game from Great Britain and Canada.
1: No, yeah. And I'm all for expanding baseball, you know, getting everybody involved, but Great Britain should
0: I mean, I like their home run celebration though. You can't lie about that. I
1: didn't see it actually. So
0: they give out the crown and a cape. When you come into the dugout, you get a crown and a cape. And if you hit a double or an extra base hit, it's a little little bit of tea time. You put oh, a okay. little tea in there and you kind of sip on it. So I think I mean the celebrations, the home run celebrations around WBC have been really well too. I mean, you got Puerto Rico with the Rubio you got the Netherlands. With their little Ronaldo kind of um, celebration, whenever whenever Cristiano Ronaldo scores a goal, he'll kind of jump up in the air and go like, boom, stuff like that. Mexico
1: has a sombrero. Uh, the home run, yeah. Yeah, for the home run.
0: And then also you got the Americans going with the little salute showing their appreciation to all those who have served. And then lastly, the Italians, the little hand gestures of the pasta <laughs> and all that stuff. I think that's pretty cool for them. But every, each country has their own special thing. I think that's very nice to have in this WBC.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, like, it brings the joy. And, again, it's a children's game. So,
0: yeah, I mean, all, have
1: fun, play exactly. hard. Cuba advances after a shaky start. I believe they started 0-2. 0-2, dude. And then yeah. they won back-to-back games. And they beat Chinese Taipei to advance everyone. I feel like that game, the winner of that game was going to advance because they both finished ended up mm-hmm. 2-2 um So they advanced. They put up a good showing after Rocky started, able to pick it up. They joined Italy and Japan to advance the next round. Japan so far is the only undefeated team. They went 4 0 in that
0: group stage. Oh, really? In 4 0? I thought it was 3 0. 4 0. Wow. I mean, that's to show you how good Japan is. I have, I think both of us have them in, in our 10-0. finals. Yeah. I believe so, because I mean, you just can't sleep on Shohei Ohtani, which he's well known, but the other guys around him. I mean, the starting pitching for Japan has been great. Bullpen has been great. Um, besides Tommy Edman, or not Tommy Edmund, uh, Lars Nudbar, besides him and Shohei Ohtani, the offense have been very productive. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see when they come into the U.S. I, I don't know if the quarterfinals are going to be held in the U.S. I, I'm not i not too need to double sh- check. I'm not too sure. But I mean, whenever they come, they're gonna get real tested. Even the and even the teams in the U.S. too are gonna get tested with that great Japan team over there,
1: for sure. And if and if you don't know about baseball development development in Japan, just look at the Little League World Series. Japan exactly. always puts up a showing there. Like those kids in that country loves baseball. They're not about baseball. And I feel like just because they're overseas, we don't appreciate it as much. Mm-hmm. But they come to play and they're ready and and, and and like they play baseball the right way. I feel like. The celebrations are very like humble and like very like subtle, but you know, like definitely based on Oh Yeah,
0: even MLB has really known Japan players a little bit longer after Otani came into the States. You had, I, I don't, I'm not going to know these guys in the top of my head from, you know, their names, but you had a guy signed with the Cubs. Yoshida just signed with the Red Sox. Kode Senga just signed with the Mets another um, top Japan prospect came to the U S and signed with the Oakland athletics. So this game is, you know, it's, it's global, it's yeah. not just about the Latino countries and the Caribbean countries and things like that, but it's outside of that area, even going towards Japan. And that's, you know, when we're looking at the world baseball classic, you are seeing these guys, you're seeing the Czech Republic, the Czech Republic, they have their own day jobs and they're participating in the WBC and some of their players are really damn good. Yeah, they're They're just really good. But just they don't have any people to show their talent. Eric Sogard's the only one that came out of the Czech Republic. And, I mean, I want to say he was an all-star one year. Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, it's just a great game. And baseball is just like each and every other game that's global. NBA's been getting more global. Soccer just got done with the FIFA World Cup. It's just a great thing for baseball. It's, yeah. a, it's a great deal for baseball to have this WBC get back into action.
1: Yeah, speaking of global, even the uh... – Australia has a chance to invest tonight and they yeah. get a Chess Republic. They come out, I I believe, they're no second to that group because Japan yeah, Japan's first, the first group I mean, and the first one, and, and they'll be second. And yeah. I think they've only lost one game, mm-hmm. so that, that's a great swing for them. And well.
0: that, that game was against Japan, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the beauty of this sport, the beauty of baseball is what's going to get to you. But be able to continue looking at these games. I mean, there's a lot of great WBC games coming out this same week. Of course, we're going to be talking about a lot of it. Um, Astros right now, not a lot to talk about. Justin Dearden's and others are just taking advantage of all the at bats. Oh, before we go off, Gianni or Diaz, Corey Lee, who do you think is going to take over that catching role?
1: And I said Diaz last time in the last podcast, but I feel now Lee because mm-hmm. if Dusty trusts him to manage that, those young guys, um, just because they work together in Corpus Christi, I feel like Lee will take over that spot.
0: Yeah, I still think Diaz just because of the fact of the offense. I think that's one thing that we're going to need in a backup catcher because, obviously, Maldonado's not the best at being a great hitter. I've actually, I mean, he has two hits in the WC right now. I think we
1: just need to give him a Puerto Rico shirt instead of a national jersey. Just let, let him wear the
0: braids. Let him have the Rubio hair and everything. <laughs> just leave that the whole season. Don't put in any orange. Don't put no navy blue, nothing like that. But I think Diaz has a great chance. Where, I mean, after that – start that Hunter Brown had with Corey Lee it kind of looks really well to say Corey Lee but I still think we, we're we just going to need an offensive bat in that lineup and I'm not saying Corey Lee hasn't done good I mean he has a 286 bat, uh, batting average right now in spring training and Yannier Diaz is 333 so uh, the battle of the backup is going to be really really good and real quick we're just going to tell you who's playing today on Monday Dominican Republic is taking the guard. Well, like we said at 11 a.m central time Colombia looks to add on another win against Great Britain. Great Britain, of course, is trying to get their first win as well. That's at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Puerto Rico, trying to get that bounce back win after losing to Venezuela against Israel. That will be at 6 p.m. Central time. And then the Americans playing the Canadians. That's going to be an interesting one. We always like playing Mexico and Canada in any type of sport, hockey, uh, basketball, soccer, things like that. But that's at 9 p.m. Eastern uh, – not 9 p.m. Eastern – 9 p.m. Central. Why are they putting us at 9 p.m.? Everybody is almost at least, at least, almost everybody's trying to go to sleep at that time. Well, they're in Phoenix, so I feel like they're trying to 7 p.m.
1: Yeah, 7 p.m. In the West oh, Coast
0: time. Yeah, yeah so uh, understandable. But Tuesday, real quick Venezuela, 11 a.m., Colombia, 2 p.m. against Canada, Dominican Republic play Israel at 6 p.m. Central Time, and Mexico will play Great Britain at 9 p.m. Central. A lot of good baseball games still going on Monday, Tuesday. Like we said, it's going to be a great WBC. Quarterfinals will be announced sooner than later. I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing that coming up later on through the WBC. But you got any last words?
1: No, just, you know, again, a lot of good games out there. I know most of us are, many, are missing competitive baseball, and WC brings that a little bit earlier for us, so that's good. Yeah, yeah and the, the
0: atmosphere, team. too. Let's not even forget the fans that are out oh, there yeah. in Miami and Phoenix. Definitely. I mean, you've seen a lot of great energy games. I mean, ener- energy has been shown everywhere, everywhere in this WBC, to Taiwan, to Japan, to Miami, to Phoenix. I mean, the four venues that are hosting these WBC Games have been very grateful. It's been very fun.
1: Yeah, something though that we need to start going to WBC games. Maybe they they cover to, them. They you know? just
0: might need to just bring these games here to the um to Houston. I would like to see that in Minute yeah. Park, man. I mean, having some drums out there, being a the drum and things I'm like sure. that. You know, eh, WBC is always fun. The energy is always there. But that is all for today. Continue to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast from. Of course, you got to follow us at Full Steam Ahead on Twitter. We've been giving you the latest updates on WBC games, Astro games, be posting lineups. Hopefully you like the graphics that we're putting out there too. We're just trying to get our feet wet with those and see how y'all like them. But it looks like everybody's enjoying that. But any last words before we get off once again? Peace. Take care. Peace. See y'all guys later. Have a marvelous Monday.